0: This is an emergency update. Hello everyone, Rain Man here. But now with bad news, because we are going to make history today a podcast first. And just like BYU and Coastal Carolina, we are going to seize upon the opportunity to add a game to our Saturday slate. That's right. The first ever Rain Man replacement rubber. And Joe, I know that's a lot of alliteration, but this one is going to be a lot of fun because BYU is really, really good and loaded with NFL talent. And if you look at the hypothetical Vegas odds, they would be the sixth or seventh best team in the country based off the betting lines. Coastal Carolina barely in the top 25. And BYU's offense looks really good helmed by quarterback and maybe still Heisman hopeful Zach Wilson who's going to put up a ton of yards and a ton of touchdowns and is it might just be nice to be nominated and go to New York whatever that looks like in 2020 Heisman campaign and I'm all here for that but not only that BYU has had this game penciled in for a while as a potential replacement for Liberty if Liberty were not able to play this game because of COVID. And let's be honest, no one's surprised that Liberty University and their athletic department couldn't handle COVID-19. So yeah, BYU's been ready. Coastal Carolina had to split time and preparation for BYU and Liberty in case the Liberty game was a go. So not only do we have a talent mismatch, we might have a preparation mismatch as well. So BYU, 10 points is not going to be Enough. For some reason, the public is on Coastal Carolina. It's probably because the College Football Playoff Committee and ESPN don't want to give BYU their due for some reason. Not on this podcast, not today. BYU minus 10 at Coastal Carolina. I'd grab it now before the Sharps bet it up.
1: This is Bang Your Bookie's Wife, the sports gambling podcast that aspires to one day with great effort and a whole lot of luck somehow, some way be higher than bill walton was during the maui invitational slash in general uh an inspiration to us all we are here on the podcast with someone who has just lacked inspiration pretty much all season we got rain man 17 and 20 on the year and four and five in the big rubber but he has another one for us he persists trying to get to 500 why do we call it the big rubber rain man
0: because we have one more week to prove to the world that football doesn't require your little numbers because unlike other podcasts we give a damn. We'll keep all of you safe your checkbooks, your wallets, and all of your positions while you're eating out on these picks. Don't worry, we will still call it the big rubber. Lock the week. Rain money, baby. Let's go. Uh, and dine only al fresco, gentlemen and ladies. Be safe. It's COVID out there.
1: I'm, I am I know you, you specifically told So Who were you eating out? I didn't follow all the
0: words what
1: were
2: that, you, that was <laughs> Way too graphic Joe That's the only thing I heard We're just trying to keep well. the gentlemen <laughs> safe
0: and the ladies safe Now that you know we have women picking footballs
2: That's fine
0: Uh okay So what's the pick? <laughs> uh, SMU Plus 2.5 versus Houston And the reason why is because we have One Shane Bejesus to zero Shane Bejesus
1: <laughs> I, I, I dig it it's Shame, be- shame Jesus! Uh, all out Capper, oh, oh, is it uh, Capper No gimmicks needed No gimmicks needed from Capper He's 25 and 18 on the year A shade under 60, 60% But not on the big rubbers Where he is 8 and 3, 73% Capper, who is your big rubber?
2: Um, I am going to Texas For my big rubber Oklahoma State, minus two and a half at TCU. This game is just a classic case of a better team laying less than a field goal. It's easy. Lock up the pokes.
1: Mm, I love that. I love that. Listen, man, it's the real coach JB here. Man, I hear you've been hanging out with the wrong fucking crowd like a slapdick you are, man. Everybody thought you were fucking smart and all that shit because you watch CNN and MSNBC and fucking Fox News and all that. Sounds like you're a fucking dreamer. You're getting dumber. Get your fucking ass figured out. Go watch the real show. Watch-
3: we will bang your bookie's wife.
1: Step your game up. Stop being a slap dick. Make today a great day. All right. This is uh bang your bookie's wife. And uh, to start, we're going to uh, get on some of the coaching carousel uh, chatter. I know uh, Capper is a notorious flight tracker and he has some he has some news he wants to share on the pod, some theories
2: well, Some breaking news. Well, I won't break the news yet. We've already broken the news we broke weeks it. ago. Yeah, but years ago. Yeah, um, it's stale news. Stale news. I was just sitting on my computer this morning. Just, I really like to be in tune with the flight patterns this time of year, um, Who doesn't? especially for possible coaching openings uh, around the country. And I noticed also flight patterns. patterns in Small. General.
0: It's just funny.
2: A small flight plan. From Columbus, Ohio to Austin, Texas. This morning arrived. Urban Meyer meeting with a regent at the University of Texas. Tom Herman has not officially been fired, but it is as good as done. They're gonna let him coach the weekend. Let him take one last L for old time's sake, and then he will officially be fired on Sunday. Urban Meyer if he ap- accepts, will be the head coach at the University of Texas by week's beginning. It's going to be a Merry Christmas in Austin, Texas for some right. people and a Happy Hanukkah as you well.
1: Know, uh, you know what, Capper? I absolutely welcome... Let me be the first one to wish them. I, I absolutely welcome this... A Chag Sameer to you and yours. I welcome this unsourced uh, speculation because, frankly... And thankfully, we just do not have the listenership to lose credibility if you're incorrect. So by all means... Uh, Can we confirm Urban Meyer lives in Columbus?
2: I mean, who else would be flying from Columbus, Ohio to Austin, Texas this morning? Oh, that's mornings? a really
1: fun... But like Austin's December Music City. 2nd? What bands are from Columbus?
2: <laughs> Who's Buddy? Buddy, they're no in the live concerts right now.
1: Fall Out Boy, uh, the Columbus Symphony, Zane from One Direction. Earwig? I think it's Nickelback. Oh, Rascal Flatts. Yeah, Rascal Flatts was <laughs> on a flight uh, to Austin Rout to do. Narrow, a comic go. So there you go. Uh, uh, please do, do not. Way. That was not an invitation, right, man? Would,
2: uh, let's just. Why would can wait? Wait, 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 wait. Why would Rascal Flatts fly when they have explicitly stated life is a highway? <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, fuck. All right, you're right you so got you're me there. It. I think Urban's going to you Texas. I guess that's uh, that at Texas. You heard, it. You heard it here
0: first and second. And Checkmate. here's the thing:
1: other podcasts, they might just take the Urban News face value, but we really dug in here. And now I'm I'm I feel good confirming that Urban is going to be the coach there. Great work, Capper. Let's get uh Let's Thank get you. to the real picks now. This is uh This is the weekly. I don't know. This is very confusing to me. I hope I picked the right ones.
2: Winners! 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 I feel 10 feet tall
1: right now. And strong as it All right, this is the weekly. These are the picks that count, the picks that matter, the picks that make you money. Uh, and we are going to start with, uh, I believe, Capper is, is holding serve here overall on the season. So I will give him the honors once again. Uh, And you like uh, the pokes, uh, minus two and a half on the road against, you know, a a kind of a pesky TCU squad.
2: A team that plays well at home, for for sure. Um, But Okie State coming off a dreadful loss to Oklahoma a couple weeks ago, where Chuba Hubbard was held um, to less than three yards per carry, which doesn't happen to that guy. Um, And I really expect him to have a huge bounce back game here against a TCU rush defense, that has been fairly pedestrian to this point, barely cracking the top 50 um, in yards per game while giving up almost 4.5 yards per carry. Oklahoma State still has a top 20 defense in the country despite the shellacking they received uh, to their rivals in Oklahoma. Um, And TCU's offense has really struggled all year. I know we've talked about Max Duggan a lot, um, but they have their limitations here, and I think it's a – it's an offense that Oklahoma State can really exert their will on, um, builds momentum, to close out the year. And the thing that people aren't really talking about here is that December is the best month for mullets, and we're still talking about the best <laughs> mullet in the country on their sideline um, with Coach Gundy. So And the OAM's think this,
0: never got more press.
2: Exactly. I think this one's super easy. Um, you're laying less than a field goal here, yeah. um, and I expect Oklahoma State to win this game pretty handily.
1: Is, uh, are you expecting Chuba Hubbard to be back this game? He was injured last um, year with a leg injury.
2: I do. Um, I'm hoping he is, obviously. Yeah. Um, e- either way, I think their rushing attack is going to be good enough to... He
0: hasn't had that good of a season. I don't think it'll make much of a difference in this game. I do think this line stinks, which is the reason why I didn't take it. It scares me, but I certainly wouldn't want to be on TCU. Yeah,
2: I think, um, I think especially with the fact that he came back last year for this season... Um, if he's healthy enough to go here, he's got a couple weeks to really show out, um, show his potential for the NFL draft, and you know solidify his name as one of the top running backs that's going to enter next April.
1: I think it's fair. It might just be. I, I guess it's one of those things where this Oklahoma State squad disappointing, uh, because they had all those Certainly. guys come back, and and it, it is so the offense just looks so different without someone who uh, without just like a better passer. They've just always had it seems like a better passing offense than they do this year. Um, so I guess the balance has been off, and maybe that's one of the reasons Chuba hasn't been as good.
2: With how well they've played on the defensive end of the football, like you would expect this team to be competing for a spot in the Big 12 championship, and that's obviously not the case. But, um, you know, I think they still have a good chance to finish out the season strong here, which I think is worth playing for. Um, and I think that TCU program's kind of stuck in – Mm-hmm. in the mud a little bit they're stuck in the abyss they're kind of just floating by right now i um, not really sure yeah. where they're headed so
1: they've been 500 for a bit uh rayman we're staying in the uh, metroplex here for rayman's Indeed. rubber uh of course you like uh the pony express smu getting two and a half points uh against a houston squad that's uh eh, fine
0: yeah, it kind of seems like Houston's just taking this year off. I expect that they'll be back to being good next this will year. This would
1: be their second year in a row. They're going to be very, <laughs> yeah. going to be very rested.
0: Uh, but in honor of Queen's Gambit, which is a great show, check it out if you haven't, and uh, Capper's Checkmate just a few seconds ago with Rascal Flats, I'm going to reintroduce the checkmark game. So stay with me, guys. SMU ranked higher than Houston in the S-plus or F-plus, 45 versus 52. That's a check. SMU at home. That's a check. SMU a dog. That's a check. So SMU can bark money. That's a check. Houston overwhelmingly public with 87% of bettors betting on them. The fourth most public game of the week. That's a check. And as I made very terribly earlier... Uh, one more deity pun than the other. One Shane Besheezus to no Shane Besheezus That's a check. little bit of an AC, AC rivalry game. You know, Texas AAC teams that want to be in the Big 12. Sure, why not? Throw a check at that. That's a checklist. That's Rain Man's Gambit. Check make. Line your checkbooks. It's a checkoff. Check yourselves before you check yourself. A good old-fashioned check-a-palooza. We're taking SMU plus two and a half against Houston. Rainman's Man's Gambit. That's
1: a cute
2: buddy I can't tell you how long I've been waiting for you to get back in your groove and I feel like it's you're Stella right yeah. now on the mic
0: Shane besieges an unreal 30. 100 yards passing, 23 touchdowns, six picks in 10 games. Love that kid. Transferred out of Texas because Urban Meyer wasn't there yet, and now he's going to make an NFL practice squad. Good for him. And Ulysses Bentley, the running back for SMU, Ulysses Bentley the fourth, excuse me, uh, all respect to his lineage, should be able to go on his own personal odyssey against the awful Kugler rushing defense. I mean, I don't understand why Houston's favored. I love, I love SMU. Would you I
1: take SMU out right here, or you want the points?
0: Ooh, I want always take the points. Oh, for the pot, I'm taking the points, but I'll uh, I'll be taking the points. Actually, I'm I'm gonna take the two and a half, uh, and I feel like people, yeah, uh, points (laughs) could be plus one. Fair enough. Points.
1: points. Thought I could talk you into always trying to talk you into a poor decision, though. Uh, (laughs) Capper, uh, you like we're going out west. You like uh, this this weird Chip Kelly squad plus three. Oh, um, no, yeah, no, be- no, no, They're playing no. at Arizona State. Oh, uh, it it was started out plus six, be- and now it's at plus three, plus three and a half.
2: Yep, yep. You've gotten to the meat of it. Uh, I'm going to get into the potatoes of it. Before we close out this <laughs> year, it. I am officially declaring it. Chip Kelly is back. UCLA is moving in a great direction, and now that Tennessee is crashing, burned like the Hindenburg, I would like to officially <laughs> declare – that I like what they're doing in Los Angeles right now. You do. And I ain't talking about the Trojans. I ain't talking about them. What about the, the goddamn Elton. alarm nope. bells? I'm talking about I'm talking about Chip Kelly, boys. Demetric Felton has gotten off to a great start for the for the Bruins. He's racking up 5.3 yards per carry and five touchdowns so far on the ground. They've played teams really well so far. Yeah, um, yeah. I think that the Pac-12 is kind of ripe for the picking at this point. Um, you've got a Wide ton open. of teams at the top in flux. You've got a ton of teams in the middle that kind of don't know where they're going. They're kind of rudderless ships right now. And UCLA, like, they've got a little spark right now. They can close this year out with a few big wins, especially here on the road against Arizona State team. That's been pretty average, I think, on both sides well, of the football they, so they've far. they've fine. They played um, USC
0: well, and they've had – just haven't been able to get on the field enough to play games. Like, that's a big problem. This first yeah, I mean, and, and UCLA's just playing. They're getting in a
2: good rhythm yeah. so far. Um, and I think the three points here is too much. I love that line movement. We're looking at an even number of bets on both sides pretty much. Um, yep. And a line moving from six to three is very abnormal for me to see. Um, but we're just gonna roll with it. We're gonna take those points, we're gonna take them all the way to the bank because this isn't the easy one.
0: I don't get it. I think Arizona State's the better team. I don't think this is necessarily a sharp line movement, I think it's Rich Hollywood m- money movement, but we'll see. Oh. Oh Rich Hollywood
1: money. The
2: celebs like what they're building in Los Angeles as well.
1: <laughs> they might. Uh it's on a foundation of Waygrass. Uh <laughs> we uh Rayman, your next uh your next pick staying out west. You like uh, this Washington Huskies team minus eleven and a half versus Stanford. Yeah, as Capper said, packs
0: wide open, but it is at this point, I think Washington's to lose. Which, even though they don't really have a shot at the college football playoff, would still be a hell of a feat for Jimmy Lake's first season. Which is why I think this team is motivated because I really do think that they're going to rally around that coach. I really do think that they're believing in something. And F plus still loves Washington, so the thirteenth best team in the country. Stanford at sixty six, Washington three zero. Stanford look at one and two. There's just not a lot a lot to like about Stanford and David Shaw right now. And there's a lot to like about Washington in their future. I think at eleven point five. I think Washington's going to be better than them in every quarter. They're not going to be amazingly better. Like they're not going to. It's not going to be a shootout. But I think that they'll methodically pick apart Stanford. And at the end of the game, you're going to wake up. They're going to be up 17, 24 points, and you're going to be like, "Yeah, Washington dominated the entire way." Stanford also zero seven against the spread in the last seven games. Uh, Stanford's starting to look a lot more like Duke. Yeah, wow. it's, is that a I'm shot at David Shaw? That's a shot. It's a big shot. I'll run with the Husky. <laughs> I,
1: I wonder if they kind of. I wonder if they kind of just lost their their magic there, because like uh, it looks like they just don't quite have the running. They don't game have. They really don't have the, the line they used to have. Things. They
0: don't have the running backs. Uh, I don't think their defense will be able to match up with K Dotten at Washington, who I think is probably Washington's best offensive player and should be able to just feast. We'll see. I mean, I I All like right. Washington, yeah. F- fair. So, I always like Washington. Is, um, so take that for what it
2: is. Is it this is this is like a slight variation on home dog's bark money, but this is home huskies bark money. Oh.
1: Which is the same thing except much cuter. Uh <laughs> capper let's uh go to your next pick uh this is maybe i i haven't bet on them nearly enough this year but maybe one of my favorite teams of the college football season in terms of what you were saying last time in terms of i like what they're building there uh boston college plus four at virginia uh jeff halfley's squad
2: oh yeah we certainly like what they're doing in boston right now um i think this is a another game where we're looking at a better team overall that's getting points on the road um jeff halfley's got like you said they've got this team moving in the right direction much like this line movement which has dropped from seven to four despite an even number of bets on both sides um that tells me that the money's probably on the eagles right here um bc is ranked higher in fei they're barely underdogs in the fpi um they're getting more than a field goal here They've beaten multiple teams they should have lost to this season, and they've kept games close against teams that are way better than them. Um, I just think that they are a little bit better than Virginia here, and I think that getting the points here is more than enough to lay a little money on the Eagles at this point. Um, I don't uh, know. I, th- there's not a whole lot to it. I like I like Jerkovich. I like their quarterback. I think he's playing really well right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, Bailey's been a good, good runner for them. They've done a lot on offense and showed out. Um, and uh, that Virginia team is just kind of average to me on both sides of the football. So I just, I think you get more than a field goal. You, you take it. And if this one's close, you win.
0: Yeah. I I like to pick, I think the line movement also might be explained because UVA's quarterbacks are kind of in flux right now. There've been some injury concerns. No one really knows who's going to be starting. I don't think it's the depth Nail for UVA, which is why the line hasn't moved that much because they've been starting three quarterbacks all year. Uh, But just something to consider. I agree. I like Boston College. I think they are a very underrated team right now.
1: I just like, I think they're, yeah, they're going to be a real fucking pain in the ass, especially because Djurkovic has uh, more time there.
2: Uh, Zay Zay Flowers has been awesome for the Eagles, too. He's averaging almost 15 yards per catch, uh, seven touchdowns on the season. That's tough to do at a terrible school like uh, Boston College football. <laughs> Doug good for him. Uh, yeah. Oh,
1: hey, Doug Flutie is a saint. We're we're we are Doug Flutie <laughs> podcast. I'll clarify. Camper eats Frosted Flakes. Uh, I'll eat the Flutie Flakes. It's let's fine. go. This pick, uh, Rain Man. This is one of those picks that uh, I. Ooh, I hate bet. I hate betting the games where it's a big spread against Bama and the points look so good until they don't. But you like LSU plus thirty versus Bama.
0: Capper, tell Joe why. Tell him tell why. Me Home what? dogs bark money. No, come on, tell him why. Toss come
2: him out! Bark Someone bark hold
0: money. me back! LSU, Alan
2: oh, Come points. on! Oh, oh, Not, oh. This you is... don't
0: think so? You don't think Alabama LSU is a rivalry, especially after LSU won a national championship? And 91%. The most, the most, the number one public bet of the week is Alabama, which is why Joe doesn't want to bet okay, it. That's fair. Which is why we're going to take it. At home, plus 30 against a rival. You're calling Tennessee like everyone's rival. This is actually a rivalry. <laughs> only knows one speed, and that's playing football. So, everyone, all I'm going to say is drop me your best. Go Tigers. Go Tigers. Go Tigers. Keep it within 30. LSU. LSU actually looked pretty 30, decent please. recently. I mean, not decent, but they played a close. They did beat Arkansas. I hope COVID uh, don't cancel them. the game.
2: Um, I, I think I think the first thing you mentioned that uh, LSU beat Bam on the way to the national championship last year is all the motivation a COVID-free Nick Saban needs to come yeah, off the bench of to come off the couch firing.
1: And of course, there are no differences between this year's LSU team and last year's LSU team. Uh, <laughs> Who pretty, pretty could possibly yeah, see I, the I, difference?
2: One percent
0: of America thinks something is true. It's probably not.
1: Oh, that's, that's, very, fair. That's, that's fair. That's fair. I fair.
2: did notice that. That stuck out to me a lot. But and four touchdowns is a lot in this type of that's game. But um, man, Alabama is so much better than them this year. Oh yeah, I mean yeah. LSU sucks. that's Alabama's a little scary. Sure, that's They're a great. little scary. Toss them out, though. Toss them out. They just toss them. They're tossed. <laughs> They're toss tossed. Them we're not they're not here anymore. Pelini's off. defense is going to get
1: cooked, man. Uh Capper, uh we got uh your next pick. So you're staying in Alabama. And this maybe I guess you could call this the game of the week outside of uh the Colts showdown Auburn which uh, only the real ones picked, but you like Auburn plus 7 oh. versus AM here.
2: I do well, I do like Auburn plus blue, 7 blue, blue. um and and this is this is something that I th- don't think a lot of people know about. Um, Gus Malzahn, he created the head coach at Auburn, nice. the head coach for the last countless years at Auburn, is uh, is he's always on the hot seat. Every single year he's been on the hot seat going into the end of the season, and he always pulls off some miracle at the end of the year that gets the Auburn faithful and the Auburn department behind him again say you know what you're the guy for this team you're the guy to lead us in the next direction and this is you know after he blew the game and they got demolished by Alabama last weekend this is his last chance to make his final stand and say you know what I'm gonna pull something out right here I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna do this for the team I'm going to be around next year even though you all want to get rid of me every single year (laughs) That Auburn, that Auburn defense is still really, really good. Yep. That Auburn offense has been better than expected with Bo Nix. Nope. I know we talk a lot of trash about Bo Nix. Nope. Um, but <laughs> AM and hasn't been super impressive on the offensive side of the football. Um, I know that they're moving in the right direction towards, you know, potentially having a college football playoff berth here. Um, and that's what scares me a little bit about a team that's never been in that position before. Um, Kellen Mond has been playing good football good enough to win them football games um, but that Spillers defense has really carried them, carried them up to this point yeah absolutely this defense has really carried them up to this yeah. point um, and they haven't really faced a defense of Auburn's caliber um, in quite some time and that offense has still got to show me a little bit to be laying more than a touchdown on the road in a hostile environment where there will be tons and tons of people in the stands, which is very surprising, but not in the SEC because <laughs> be, means more. Where it just means there will be more. a disturbing amount
1: of people in the stands. Uh, yeah, I'll take yeah, the
0: Sorry, uh, i just take they just State um,
2: too. We'll
1: side I'm waiting this, I, this I I've been video. waiting all year for the game A&M's gonna drop they drop one game like this that they shouldn't I feel like this this could be it it hasn't happened yet unless Jimbo's really whiffed him into shape who knows but have they but outside I guess they had that Florida game but uh they've just been really they've been really solid but they don't feel like I guess they they're a team that's number five but there's a lot of years where number five feels like a they national seem like championship five by default, threat I, I don't feel like Texas A&M is a national championship threat
2: <laughs> they've they've been really good um and they've won a lot of games they
0: beat florida um, and they were competitive with alabama in the first half
2: but it's been yeah it's been it's been kind of like a tale of two seasons
0: no, for them at no this point. Bat, like they Texas, no, you, but not even more Texas. <laughs> <laughs> can,
3: we, can we retire this fucking phrase? <laughs> we retire guys, that phrase like after it's last week. just like
0: Texas should so, have won again. Texas should. I, so, the I, would, I wouldn't yeah, say it's bad.
1: beneath us, but I'm sick of hearing it. So yeah, it's uh, <laughs> right, were, so just I just got into the rambling.
2: Fei Fei ranks A 13th in the country. Auburn's 20th. Seven points at home to a you know team that's a little bit higher ranked than them.
1: Uh, I don't know if I I buy those ranks. This is, now
2: this, this could be the Bo Nix game. It's the Bo- Vanderbilt
0: game. One speaking too loudly. I dig it.
2: Well, he was still he was still made to play offense in Gus Malzon's world. <laughs> so
1: born, born to play. Um, in, in he was a born factory. to play it, yeah. He was born one of those Malzahn. little Matrix eggs to play in Gus Malzahn. Gus Malzahn
2: ain't going anywhere. He's going to be leading the Auburn Tigers to another eight and four season next year, um, beating or keeping the game against Alabama close. Maybe beating somebody he shouldn't beat, and he'll be around in twenty twenty two as well. You be think be you can
0: make that point four times, Capper? That so was only more twice.
2: Time. It's going to. <laughs> it, well, it's. I'll have to squeeze it in maybe during the uh, King or Queen of the Hill. <laughs>
1: all right the person uh room. let's see and now uh rayman your last pick uh You are a fan of uh, Arkansas plus three at Missouri. Well,
0: That's a strong statement there, Joe. I am certainly not a fan (laughs) of this Arkansas football team. I do think they'll be able to cover the three at Missouri. I think this is one of those classic spreads that should be a pick-up, maybe Missouri minus a hook, but because everyone was watching the Vanderbilt-Missouri game last week because of Sarah Fuller uh, and Vanderbilt completely shit the bed, it was Vanderbilt's fault, not Missouri looking good, what happened there. And I think people were overreacting to what was a glorified scrimmage for Missouri. Uh, So, yeah, if you look at the numbers, I think Arkansas probably is the better team overall. Missouri's got a better record. But Arkansas uh, has played like the thirteenth hardest schedule in college football, and that's why it looks different. Missouri's got the hundredth ranked offense in of the country. True freshman Connor Basilak, just not very good. Felipe Franks, the king Felipe Franks, the king of the short pass, has really rejuvenated himself, averaging only seven air yards per pass, which is pathetic. But that should be able to be enough to keep the tempo, keep Missouri's offense on the sidelines, give enough rest for Arkansas's defense to keep this game extremely close, and that's why I want the points.
1: All right fair enough uh let's uh let's run these picks back uh capper give me uh give me your picks from the start
2: um the big rubber this week is oklahoma state minus two and a half at tcu uh then you've got ucla plus three at arizona state boston college plus four at uva and auburn plus seven versus texas a&m at home
1: it sounds good
2: uh jordan o'hare stadium
0: in rayman your picks uh, SMU plus 2.5 v. Houston for the rubber in the home dog bark money game. Rough, rough. Washington minus minus eleven half versus Stanford in the Husky bark home, whatever Capper said, haroo game. Uh, LSU plus 30 versus Alabama, <laughs> whatever. Just, just home watch Huskies Home Huskies bark money. Home Huskies, excuse me. And Arkansas plus three at Missouri. Uh, take the points. Take them. They're giving them to you. Just take, take them. them. I
1: I kind of I kind of agree with Capper. It. it feels like Rayman might have his mojo back this week. It honestly it's can't an, get much worse, but I hope I hope it could be an have, eight
2: 0 no or seven in one week here for the for the boys. I for think. The pie. And
1: could uh, happen. And uh, how about let's let's just make it twelve zero with uh, my four teamer <laughs> that's gonna light this fucking earth on fire with my first total thrown in. What a goddamn treat! Uh, and to start off. Uh, we Chris? are we I, I, shame on you. Shame on you all for not betting the game of the week, but I got it. Liberty plus 11 uh, at Coastal Carolina Malik was, uh he has tested positive for covid and people are saying that is why the spread is so big. But yeah, up if for you believe in Jerry Falwell Jr., you can cover the 11. Their backup is an unknown, but they have 11 different players who a are receiving touchdown this year. It's a system that runs on a rational belief. And the 54 is also a reflection of the QB being bad. I think this is game day. It's going to be fucking lit. Take the points. Have some fun. Go crazy. Uh, next, you got Iowa State minus six and a half versus West jump? Virginia. Those Iowa games. State <laughs> <laughs> hasn't uh been to the conference championship since 19 whatever whatever uh history is against them but brock sember is just beginning folks it's just like that lexus (laughs) event uh iowa state is the uh covid team of destiny i think this year Brees hall had a streak broken consecutive games with at least 100 yards and a td tied with Ladanian tomlinson which is pretty sick against texas he had 93 and a touchdown he's just always good he's gonna be ready to go off in this spot and uh I I think I like them with the six and a half, especially with that hook it here. And then finally, I'm gonna take Texas minus seven at Kansas State. Their coach is about to be fired. The players are opting out. I honestly am expecting like a loose game where they're just probably going to make up plays on the on the fly and you know what Texas has been really bad at the past 8 years it's while they're being coached by these people. I like this game where the coaches are lame ducks and are just going to fucking sling it around. I'll take I, Texas in this I, spot. I, I, tell you, I
0: like I like Texas a lot this week for that reason. This is the only time you're going to find Texas where everyone the public's betting against them including Texas fans. So it's I like it's Kansas
1: State one. hasn't shown us anything. Yeah, I think Texas. This Texas doesn't like, have uh, a coach.
0: Kansas State didn't have a coach because their coach might.
2: You know, hmm. rest in peace, Bill huh. Snyder. He's not. He's not. No, it's climbing, climbing,
0: climbing, climbing,
2: climbing up the so is he dead, too. He's what? alive. <laughs> okay, but he'll we, be dead this weekend.
1: Do we so got? It, it was an
0: old callback joke that didn't land. We'll we'll, we'll move on from that.
1: It was uh what <laughs> one, um, one of many.
2: That that West Virginia line scared me a little bit because Iowa State was in a real battle last week and against I think we're Texas missing the fourth eked game. it we out. We were just
1: totally disrupted uh, Joe's mode. Oh no, he I took uh, no. Well, I took the total also f- to round out the four teamer. I'm taking the total, oh, the over 54 word. plus Liberty. So toss oh, both of those wow. in there.
0: Wow, well, that's a lot on the game of the week
1: uh i like wow. i like both of those uh pretty special huh well i figured none of the other strategies have worked but here we are and speaking of things that haven't worked uh we're gonna go to our king of the hill segment now which is truly one of the great marvels in sports uh it is now uh the as we the segment is just a fan engagement segment where we ask fans to come and pick a pick a game and so far it is is zero and six uh which is just incredible one of the most reliable things in sports uh but maybe we are going to turn it around because uh, this week we're we got a little bit of flavor. Uh, we're calling this picker. Uh which is oh she's 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 shaking her head. She's calling it off. So we're calling the pitch. She just shook her head. And, you can't and, uh, use my literal she, last she name. Called, she called she called off the name. And network. my sister's uh, Instagram handle. We're gonna call it No no, we're gonna call it, I'm gonna bleep myself out. But uh we're uh we're gonna just call uh you know what? We're gonna call her uh <laughs> Right, right, right. <laughs> and just let her go right We could go the, we could go
2: We could go Uh
1: I think that's fair. We're going to call this picker <laughs> a little less on the nose. Uh and uh, let's just go to our to this week's uh, Kayla the Hill pick.
3: Hey y'all. So, like Vanderbilt this sorry excuse for a podcast had to call on help from a woman to get the job done this week because this program is in shambles. The only reason I'm here, literally the only reason, is to tear Joe P up for his outrageous, unforgivable take on Sarah Fuller suiting up for Vanderbilt. So despite the fact that I'm obligated to make a pick this week, we're gonna start with that rant. As a former admittedly shitty women's soccer player, I'm tired of our girls not getting their due. Take our national women's soccer team, for example. They're literally the undisputed most dominant soccer team in the world and of all time, and they get paid less than the American men by an order of magnitude. The men can't even make the World Cup to save their fucking lives. Joe acts like Sarah accidentally stumbled onto the field, like she hadn't been practicing kicking shit every day of her life, and like she didn't have the leg strength and accuracy to kick the shit out of him personally. Take it from me, a D3-recruited mediocre sweeper who last took a place kick in high school. Any women's soccer player who has watched her college kicker miss a 35-yard field goal has screamed at the TV that she could do a better job and meant it. The reason Sarah suited up is because she knew she could do it and wanted to prove for all of the tailgate-angry drunk women who had screamed that shit before her that it could be done. The day after she sat on the sidelines and watched her football team suck themselves into a shutout against none other than Mizzou, her team won the SEC championship. She's a successful winner of an athlete. On the other hand, Vanderbilt football has a long and storied history of being trash. But this year is different. They are somehow much, much worse. They're so bad that despite having an actually talented athlete suited up and ready to go, they couldn't even get close enough to the end zone to allow her to kick. Place the blame where it lies, with the men. Joe acts like this whole thing was overblown, like what Sarah did wasn't hard or brave, like suiting up for a terrible, unwinning football team wasn't a heroic feminist act, all while he sits here on his ass on a podcast crashing for it. Sarah knew pathetic dweebs like Joe would bitch and moan about her kicking a football, and she did it anyways. She rocks. Now on to my pick. As someone who's outraged about last week, I'd like to say take Georgia minus whatever the hell the line is because there's no amount of spread that Vanderbilt can cover. But I think we can all agree that's too easy. We'll keep it in the SEC gut though, and we're going to go with LSU plus 29 against Bama. Look, we all know LSU's garbage this year, but 29 points is just too damn much. They're playing this game in Death Valley, people. Do y'all think they're distancing in Patton Rouge? No, that venue is as close as any team is going to get to a normal home field advantage this year. And that means I think LSU is going to outkick their coverage, by which I mean they're going to lose to Bama by a hell of a lot, but it's going to be less than 30 points. So that's the pick. I can't stand here and say that I'm certain about this pick. The one thing Rainman's been right about this year is that it's a chaotic, unpredictable year. I've seen good picks take the stand for this segment and fall. I'll say that this one is another one of those good picks, and I know for a fact your money is better off being placed here than with any of the other picks these idiots are gonna lay out for you. Thanks, and fuck you, Joe.
0: Woohoo! Go Tagus! Go Tagus!
1: I so I think I'm dead now. Uh, yeah, he, speak for yourself, <laughs>
0: Joe. Speak for yourself.
1: I was uh. I, I will clarify, I'm a big fan of the women's national team and Sarah Fuller. I honestly think she's the most talented player in Vanderbilt's team, but I don't think that's necessarily the biggest compliment based on the performance <laughs> we saw. I, no, I genuinely, I have no doubts that she is capable for a job and that she could kick my ass and several other people's asses. So it has nothing to do with like the, whether there should be a female to kick her. I do think the circus surrounding the whole thing and how the situation ended up playing out was just unfortunate because Vanderbilt was so bad and didn't even give her a shot to show what she could do. So ultimately that was that was too bad. But uh, what?
0: Joe, what I will say though, is if LSU covers against Alabama, you will be the next Clay Travis of college football podcasting.
1: Oh man. I the can't wait. Are yeah, high when uh when well, we... I was
2: gonna I was gonna say the real unfortunate thing for you Rain Man is that um the king slash queen of the hill this week picked the same game as you so our eight 0 week just <laughs> seven and one real
0: quick. <laughs> or it's due. Uh, it might be two. I don't
2: know. Or it's due.
1: The Who dead knows? Valley Point
0: was good. It's going to be COVID rocking. I've said it before.
1: No, I think, uh, yeah, I can't wait. Tiger Would champ. She... I can't wait for the next. <laughs> I can't wait for round two next week. Capper, uh, what did you think what... <laughs> of Joe's
0: Kirk Herb Street level retraction? Michigan is so definitely soft. trying to play football, and Joe Public definitely thinks Sarah Fuller is the best football player on Vanderbilt's team.
2: I, I still don't understand why he said it. It made no sense to just like go off on this rant. Like, he seemed to, it's like so butthurt for no reason. Obviously, he's an Ohio State guy. Obviously, it's, he's, it's cause cause his son about son's Ohio at State's Clemson, so he actually knows for a it's true because
0: he's talked to Dabo. Well,
2: that's the thing. But that's the thing is like Dabo's ducking Florida State at this point. Sorry. Oh, we Truth also hurt. didn't mention just real Truth quick hurts.
0: ACC completely rigged uh, their. Their, their championship game by saying nah we're gonna call it no more games everyone plays nine Notre Dame Clemson you're automatically in sorry Miami <laughs> amazing oh,
1: um,
2: it's gonna backfire magnificently when Notre Dame beats them all oh,
1: all I can say I is, hope
2: at uh, least I just hate Dabo so much he's so soft he's softer than Herb Street <sighs> uh. <laughs> fight me fight
1: me coward I uh, know, I'm pretty soft too. <laughs> As an addendum to the show, I wanted to give a shout out for calling out my bullshit. Uh, I also genuinely hope she doesn't leave a review of the show. Um, and I definitely want to clarify that I wasn't intending to criticize Sarah Fuller or the idea of a woman playing football. Um, I truly think it sucks that she didn't get a chance to attempt to field goal, but I appreciate perspective that... Her, getting the, her just being in that position and getting the attention and coverage that came with it could inspire another woman and capture their attention, make the dream of walking onto the team seem more attainable. Uh, so for that uh, reason, I want to give a shout out to Sarah Fuller and also Kalina Barnes, uh, who goes by Beanie, um, who, you, who you might not have heard of. Uh, but I think deserves attention for the same reasons. In 2000, she walked on and punted during Nebraska's spring game, making her the first woman to be on a roster of a top 10 team. Really cool. Shout out to Tanya Butler, the first woman to successfully kick a field goal in a game for West Alabama. April Goss, who kicked for Kent State, and Mika Makaikau, who actually last year made a field goal for University of Laverne, during against number 11 Whitworth, a big one. Uh, Not even to mention Katie Knight, who has a story so much bigger than being the first woman to score in an NCAA division one game for New Mexico, and then playing professional indoor football. Uh, That's only scratching the surface of barrier breakers on special teams. But in the same breath, people should know about and commentators should mention people like Holly Mangold, the younger sister of Nick Mangold. She played offensive line in Ohio State Championship game. That's wild. Um, And absolutely a shout out to Tony Harris, who is in the game right now. She plays safety for Central Methodist University. She is the first woman to earn a full college scholarship as a non-specialist. And to the many who have also broken barriers I'm not shouting out. I apologize, even though it's clearly too late.